Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Time to wake the bear. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio, KSEL. We are on the air, and we're here to wake up California. California is the bear, and we're and she is waking up, and boy, is she getting woken up today. Sacramento is on fire right now. Yes, we've got the, the largest citizen lobbyist day in the history of Sacramento happened today. There were uh, people from all over the state and some from out of the, the state that went to lobby Sacramento on AB 2223, the infanticide uh, legislation that they're trying to get through right now. So they had a wow. very large voice. Wow. It's right now at 4 o'clock this afternoon, it was going through the health committee. I don't know how that vote went. 3-5. 3-5, we lost the vote. So it's going to go to the next group. I was watching Jack Hibbs just as before I came over here, Pastor Jack Hibbs, one mm-hmm. of the Calvary chapels, and he said that we haven't lost. We just lost this part one, one part. But they heard our voice, and he said one of the things that one of the ladies that got up and spoke and was against it said, we already have laws in the books constitutionally that when a child is born, it has certain rights. So this, it violates the, this bill violates the Constitution and all of the constitutional law right now. And it's just complete insanity that you're going to decriminalize killing a child after it's born. This is ridiculous. So People are sick. No wonder we got 1,600 people, 1,700 people out there today because there are people in California who have been woken up, and there are people in California that actually have a brain, and they're saying this is evil and we're not going to stand for it. Wow. So. Wow. It just blows my mind. I, it just blows my mind that that would even be a topic. It's something like a, from a science fiction movie totally. or something. Yeah. You know? we're, we're living in a bizarre world. It is just bizarre. Yes. <laughs> well, it goes, it, it goes to the uh, assembly. It's an AB, so it's an assembly bill. bill. Uh, the SB is the Senate bill. So it goes to the assembly floor next is my understanding. And it, they have until mid-May to vote on it. So don't stop calling. That's, yeah. that's the action step. You keep hammering those phone lines, your representatives, your senators. Uh, it'll go through the assembly, and then it'll need to go to the Senate. Uh, and uh, finally, to our governor. So you you just get those phone numbers and you keep dialing. Yeah, I called all my reps. I did. I told me it took me five minutes to make five like five calls, and then well maybe ten minutes. And I talked to a few people, and left messages um, on two different bills. It's very quick, very easy to do. There's ways to do it. We'll post it on the website. How you can quickly get the people you need to talk to their phone numbers and make your calls. Um, you, we're just going to have to pers- persevere, people. There's no other way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some persevering this week with Twitter to, to kind of change the subject a little bit. <laughs> you and Twitter. Oh, man. My wife and daughter are like, Dad, you got canceled from Twitter for 12 hours? I'm like, yeah, we could have spent more time with you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter jail, huh? Yeah, I was Ouch. in Twitter jail. Yeah, 12 hours um, because I violated the principles of um, free speech. Or, no, I, I, I kept up free speech, <laughs> yes, yes. and that violated their principles. That's right. So basically what happened is I, I considered a red badge of courage, a badge of honor. I was put in jail by Twitter because I talked about Watch the Water with Dr. Artis. Artis, mm, right? Yeah. And, oh, boy, that was right over. And I told the digital warriors out there to start put, spreading this around, and let's talk about this theory. <laughs> and they were like, something in that triggered the, you know, the algorithm. You didn't algorithm. say digital warriors, I said did you? digital warriors. Oh, start. That's, that's sin number one right there. That might be it. But it was interesting. After I got out, I went right back on and said, hey, everybody, I, I, I'm back. I was in jail for 12 hours, but so definitely do not go on a different website and watch the water with Dr. Artis. Do not do that. You know, <laughs> and people are sitting back, laugh out loud. The other are saying, yeah, yes, I definitely won't do that. Watch it. Wink, I won't wink. watch it on Rumble or BitChute or any other free speech area. Oh. It was funny. It is getting ridiculous, isn't it? How we have this brand new language. I think we'll look back into our culture and we'll say, remember back in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 when we, we came up with those new language words just so we wouldn't get canceled. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And It'll speaking be- of Twitter, what, you know, with Elon lately. That, oh, yeah. I, mean, that's, I posted at the I end. I just love that. Save <laughs> us, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, what, what is going on with Elon? What did he do? Uh, uh, well, he tried, I mean, he's going to 
he's a hostile takeover of Twitter, and he's p purchasing it like uh, like six dollars more a share than it's worth, and uh, oh he's creating goodness. a war between all of the um, uh, the yeah. board's members. Basically, saying they they have a fiduciary responsibility um, to their board to to accept the offer. Yeah, if he's they don't. brilliant. Yeah, he's it's a smart guy. He offered guy. him more than it's worth, and so if they turn him down because of their whatever their views are, then they go against what they're supposed to do, right? Because all of a sudden, it, it could be purchased for he's even more. proving it's, it's not about money, it's about propaganda. Yeah, mm. so he's a smart guy. He I, is a smart guy. I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, they're trying to put a poison bill in there to keep him from getting it, so we'll see how it works out. He, But apparently, he went on and said, I do have a plan B. I'm not going to tell you what it is, <laughs> but there is a plan B. He's going to make him shake. Yeah. Shaking their boots. Well, oh. now, so speaking of shaking in your boots, I was super excited because I'm going to do. A, I'm going to fly out of here in a couple of days, visit another state, another free state, <clears throat> Texas. And uh, while I'm on there, I'm I, apparently I could. I don't have to wear a mask. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, right? I just heard that there was a. You know, the federal mandate got lifted because right? of a judge, but. Our very own Chris just came back, what, yesterday? Yes, I flew back yesterday, and I had just read that, that mandate the night before, too, and I was thinking, oh, heavenly, I don't have to wear a mask on the airlines. <laughs> and I get in there, and they were, like, ultra-Nazi because, the, well, half of them were. And half of the, the flight staff, I know they were so done with it, but they they made it very loud and clear that they had not gotten... The, the word from their management yet that anyone was free. Mm. So until then, just grab a bag of peanuts and just eat one peanut every 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, I, I went from uh, San Francisco <laughs> to Kentucky. Really? Uh, no, actually to uh, Texas. Yeah. And I never had my mask on. Yeah. Both ways. You're just eating peanuts. I just had one in my hand, and it, when they came by, I was sticking it in my mouth. And one time she says, hey, you need to put your mask on. I said, oh, I got my uh, snack here. She said, oh, okay. So uh, it was apparently great. science oh, just yeah. disappears when you're uh, eating. Uh, well, speaking of science, oh tonight, tonight, watch the water. What, what, we, we mentioned it last week. We talked about it for just a couple minutes, but um, it went viral this week. I mean, all the uh, news outlets, or at least alternative news outlets, um, he made his rounds, uh, Dr. Artis, with that. I mean, I saw him on, well, first it was Stu Peters. He's right. the one, he actually created the movie. And Stu Peters is the one that made up the name Watch the Water, right? Yeah, right. emphasize the water, right. which we'll get into. Okay. Um, I, but, um, and we know. And we know. They they did a feature on LT. him. LT. Uh, yeah, uh, Red Pill 78. Red Pill 78. He did an actual interview, Patriot two Street, hours. Patriot Street Fighters, yeah. where I saw it on first. So yeah. he's doing the full rounds. Like, he got on all of them to get it out. Yeah, he said he did uh, 48 interviews in the last three days Whoa. on uh, Red Pill's interview. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder he... Whoa. So we, we tried to get him. I mean, I, I filled out the thing and, you know, the form and asked, but uh, now I totally understand. He's just really busy. He's busy. So anyway, um, excited okay. to, to... So let's just jump let's into jump in this. the topic. So this is the um, Watch the Water, Dr. Brian Artis, who was made famous for questioning the remdesivir treatment um the nih uh prescribed treatment for once you go to a hospital when you're so sick that you're about to die then they give you give you remdesivir and then you die because remdesivir was proven that the mortality rate was like 53 percent people die once they get remdesivir on uh sars 2 COVID or was it sars you know it was uh, on the other uh, ebola the ebola fire. I think it was. I, it, was yeah, it was originally Africa. tested on for Ebola, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and it had such poor performance that uh, they had to pull it from the from the treatment plans. Uh, and it gives pretty massive organ. It targets organs, so it goes into organ failure, hypotension, uh, and it does have some some of the clotting mm. problems, the stroke factors. Mm -hmm. And so, when you're being given it when you're unconscious and on a ventilator. Uh, it it is high high mortality rate. Yeah, yeah. They're saying one in three people who go on a ventilator die. Well, they do because they put they give them remdesivir. Yeah, it's a pretty tragic of COVID patients. Yeah, yes. of COVID patients. Yeah, of COVID patients. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have a bunch of sound bites tonight. Uh, the real sh short ones, and the first one is about Anthony Fau uh, Fauci. He's quoting these studies, and okay. these are the very studies. Uh, I'm going to test this out. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this works. All right, I'm gonna. Let's see. Slide your sound up. Putting things out is probably oftentimes the best way to protect yourself. That's as loud as I can get it. People have lost their lives. That's as loud as I can get it. Okay, I'm going to... 
pull it and see if we can get it off mm -hmm. my... Uh, while you're getting it ready, I'll just let you know we're on KSEO Radio 1080 AM, uh, 479-1080. We're going to be taking calls at 835. As you know, when I read Anthony Fauci's memo on remdesivir, when I actually just hyperlinked, clicked the links to the studies that he was quoting saying that remdesivir was safe and effective, I knew right away that he was lying. I knew right away that this drug was going to be used to mass murder a whole bunch of innocent people in America that did not need to die. Then he was going to sell the world on the idea in the media that they were dying of a virus when in fact i knew they were being poisoned to death with this drug i knew 30 percent of all people were going to experience multiple organ failure kidney failure septic shock and hypotension that's what the studies said now we're a year and a half after that and it's exactly the numbers that i said based on those studies wow yeah so he was the whistleblower that blew the whistle on the nih the the the, the one prescribed treatment when you get to hospital is remdesivir and no other and the, you know the same group is saying no hydrochloroquine no ivermectin no any other treatments you're just going to go to when you're sick you're on remdesivir and, and the percentages are that high that you would die yeah and they actually pulled yeah they actually pulled um um medicines that were working i right. mean donald trump had the monoclonal Antibodies. Uh, antibodies. And he, I think he had 500 hospitals across the country. Dominican had it. Mm -hmm. um, and Valley Med over in San Jose had it as well. And you could go for an infusion on that. Uh, but that got pulled. Actually, now it's forbidden. It's off. As of January. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they pulled it. And they say, hey, no, it's remdesivir okay, So only. Dr. Artis is the one who got this research, who figured out about remdesivir. He's also the one that is uh, questioning um what COVID-19 actually is. He went after this theory, which is he is now calling the snake venom theory, right? Mm -hmm. Which is that he found evidence when he started researching that early on in China, there were doctors, multiple doctors saying the, the genetic coding and the, 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 uh, it was most like, not bats, but like snakes. Like snakes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think what started him on that that um, that quest was he had a doctor friend. I forgot his name. Do you remember his name? Oh, yeah, Dr. Richard Bartlett. Yes, Richard Bartlett. And he texted him. Thank you. <laughs> he texted um, he texted, texted uh, Dr. Artis and said, hey, um, would you go to the hospital and get anti-venom if you were bit by a, a snake? And well, that's it, just a text. That was it. And he's like, why did he send me that text? That's so weird. And well, it just got him thinking. Well, and he, just, and, and he had just got done bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies, and it turns out monoclonal antibodies are what they use for people who get bitten by a snake. Yeah, it's, it's an anti-venom. It's an anti-venom. So, yeah. so if you get bit by a snake, you're going to want anti-venom. Well, yeah. then why was monoclonal antibodies working with people who were getting COVID-19? So he just started delving into it. He said, well, if monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom, then that means that it perhaps... The origin of COVID-19 is from snake venom. Yeah, I just, I want to put it on pause just for a second yeah. and, and go a little bit backwards. Why are we doing um, tonight? We're really wanting to expose some things and just bring bring to people's mind what's, what is a very, uh, it's talked about, it's gone viral on the internet, Dr. Artis's uh, Watch the Water interview with Stu Peters. Mm -hmm. And and because it is so so uh, watched, we want you to just to get some information and background. And as you go and watch it, we want to encourage you to watch it on Rumble or mm -hmm. BitChute. This, Stu Peters has, um, has his channel. And just go with an open mind and see what you think and then begin to do your own research. What I love about Dr. Artis is he is not a, a physician. Mm. He is a chiropractor. Right. And he has a science background. Obviously, he has worked in the health industry for quite a while but he is a, a man who was disturbed when his father-in-law died and he started doing this research and we want to encourage citizen researchers just like there were citizen lobbyists this this today in sacramento citizen researchers because we're all empowered i think most of us have logical minds and and if you really begin to think rigorously through some things it's not too difficult just do the research and so we want to bring it up there to go is is this valid or not and let's make a conversation out of it that's great i i think the key is what is there's a faith that we have that america the american people and the cal and californians because this is wake the bear that you have a mind and you don't have to be a doctor to know for sh like to, to have an opinion because 
even doctors are practicing medicine. And so you go to a second opinion and a third opinion when you're having, like, going to get a, a procedure done just to make sure that, because doctors have difference of opinion. So here's a difference of opinion. Dr. Artis is saying, listen, there's a lot of research that backs, backs me up on this. And so he came up with this theory, and it's, it's, it has a, a lot of evidence. Yeah, I got another soundbite uh, that's where he's talking about the monoclonal antibodies. Yeah, run that, monoclonal antibodies. Okay. Sorry. Because we're safe. Long term. Not short term, but long term. Now, I read the, the actual text message. got in the shower, and while I was in the shower, I was sitting there thinking, why would he send me that text? It has nothing to do with COVID. Like, zero. Nothing to do with COVID. So I'm going through this, and I'm thinking about the text and all my brain keeps going to is why is he mentioning wouldn't I go get anti-venom is there something about anti-venom I don't know so I actually got a shower went and got on the the internet and I wanted to know what are it what is it anti-venom only to find out that most anti-venoms are monoclonal antibodies or polyclonal antibodies and then I got it then I knew why he sent it to me he wanted me to immediately see a question that he knew I would say of course I would so that started the ball rolling mm -hmm. and you know and and like Chris had mentioned any, any one of us can do this I mean he wasn't a physician but yet he had a science mind and there's a lot of people out there that have scientific minds or, or at least that scientific method of, of discovery and you can do the same as he did. He just basically went online, mm -hmm. and everything was available online. Right, and all the studies were available. I mean, he basically, what brought him to this was all the symptoms of snake bite venom poisoning or envenomation are the same symptoms as COVID-19. And it's like, hmm, all the cures for snake bite poisoning envenomation are also the same. So then he went and looked at the early documentation that suggests that this theory was present, you know, was present. And it was, he found out that there was a ton of doctors in, in China and some in uh, French scientists published. And that in multiple locations, they were talking about the possibility of this being a bioweapon that was developed from snakes. And then there were narrative checkers, fact checkers who were immediately even the day after the articles were published starting to suggest that no it it didn't come from that and they're fact checking that is not true yeah fact checking i got yeah. a fact check uh, facebook right fact here. checkers you're saying i mean how, how would the masses be infected by snake bites yeah let me ask you a question can i ask you a question sure do you believe the mass media is controlled of course you actually do yeah. believe that yes so you believe that whatever's being pumped out in the media is being orchestrated and controlled of course like across all of it across all of it okay good all right, so in my head, I was like, okay, how do they keep people on that story? So there's this mass media group who are telling a huge story. They're all telling the same story around the world. Whenever anybody says anything against that narrative, what do they use now to combat that in the mainstream media? Disinformation. Yeah, they call them fact checkers. Yeah, fact checkers, yeah. Fact checking is... The opposite of fact-checking. <laughs> the arbiters of lies are the fact-checkers. By definition, fact-checkers are to divert you from truth and take you back to a narrative you're being sold worldwide. Right. If it's true, if it's true, that COVID could actually be snake venom, and how I got there was they don't support the use of anti-venom called monoclonal antibodies right. because they work. The easiest way to figure that out is, has that ever been fact-checked? And I wanted to know, was there ever any mention that the source could have been a snake? And, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Over and over and over in the media, in January and February of 2020, are non-stop publications that the original source could either be from bats, snakes, or pangolins. And every time the snake is mentioned, Fact checkers, one, two, three, four, five, six, constantly fact check it and spin it to the bats. There's no fact checking about bats. Oh my gosh. So that, that reminds me of John Stewart going on the late show with Stephen Colbert, and he's like, hmm, could it have come from the lab that's actually named Wuhan Virology? <laughs> like, maybe, or was it a bat who kissed a penguin and all of a sudden it. Boom, it became, I don't know, you know. And he got, I mean, Steve Colbert was sweating bullets because he was just attacking 
the the natural evolution theory and it was like no this has been engineered in wuhan china and it was like oh no he was not prepared to deal with that but that's 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 what we're dealing with here is that the 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 major news media which is controlled by six mega corporations Mm -hmm. which are in bed with with they're corrupt they're in bed with the democratic party they're corrupt with the deep state those guys are pumping out exactly what they want you to believe and then calling it fact checking which is exact opposite because they're, they're paid fact checkers who you do, anonymous paid fact checkers you don't yes. know about who later were proven in a in a court case the Facebook fact checkers are opinion checkers yeah. yes. you have opinion that we don't agree with yes and basically they are financed and paid for those who are seeking to dismiss the claims that they're asked to fact check so you have to as in most things you have to follow the money trail mm-hmm. and we know that uh, those those fact checkers in the various media they have a financial backing uh to make sure that the narrative continues so the journey so far is that they do uh, gene sequencing and they find that it's closest to snakes fact checkers point you away from snakes right and what is the other thing that starts to point towards covid and venom and that would be uh, some of the drugs that do work. Right. And Cures. the one drug that you can't co-administer with uh, Rendem's, uh I'm saying that again, Remdesivir, Remdesivir is hydroxychloroquine. Wow. And I, I got a quick one there. Which is soundbite. nearly cheap and almost free. Something bothered me in the January 21st EUA that came out from the FDA about Remdesivir. In this 42-page document, it actually says there's only one drug that cannot be co-administered with remdesivir at the same time because it negates the antiviral properties of remdesivir, and that drug is hydroxychloroquine. So interesting, wow. there, huh? Yeah. This is this is interesting. I mean, who could have? I mean, boom! Just like you're mind blowing, right? That it could have come from a serpent, who is which is the icon of Satan. In the Bible, right? I mean, there's multiple yeah. places. I mean, the very from the very part of first part of Genesis, Genesis three fifteen, it says that the the seed of the woman, the offspring of the woman, would crush the seed of the serpent, the head of the serpent. And we know ultimately in the Bible that's that's actually the story at the end that Christ comes and you know in the in the and when he is resurrected, he crushes the work of Satan and bring ushers in his new kingdom. And so, and there's even stories about the serpent, which is really weird because the modern modern medical symbol that we have right now, sometimes it's a snake around a pole or a staff, and other times it's two snakes around a pole or a staff, and there's actually two traditions that those symbols come from. One is from the Asclepian cult that's off the coast of Crete in the Greek mythology where they worshipped the serpent because it would rebirth itself through, you know, giving, you know, cutting off its skin every time. recycling its skin or the story of numbers chapter i think 22 or 21 where it talks about that the people were complaining in the desert and the serpents bit them the the people of israel and and as a as a as a punishment and they were getting sick and dying and then god told them to to moses to make a serpent and put it on a a pole and that everybody who looked upon it would be healed they would find, you know, they would find healing and acknowledging something, right? There's a symbolism there that's crazy. And, of course, they did, and then they were healed. So that symbol of medicine, the modern symbol of medicine, goes back to the either the biblical story. And that's or the one snake, right? The one snake or the Asclepian cult, Which Asclepius. Is- yeah, two snakes. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's another thing that uh, that might lead back to the venom being part of the the reality, and that is the symptomology uh, that that comes through. And and the symptomology is both with remdesivir, it's with the COVID vaccine, and mm-hmm. it's with the the virus. The spike proteins, right? Yeah. The spike proteins, and so you've got the clotting problems, which create that's where the myocarditis comes from and the the strokes and the the neuro problems it's it's a neurogenic a neurotoxin mm-hmm. uh, most venomous snakes are neurotoxins and then uh, uh, there's some hair loss there's also the smell those are those are uh, snake venom um, 
symptoms. And so he began, Dr. Artis began investigating. Basically, he was doing logical scientific theory. And we have not um, had rigorous scientific theory uh, for a long time. And it, as, as you know, it, it starts with a question and an right. observation. observation. He observed some things. And so he thought about it. And he also, he also acknowledged that he had asked, he prayed about it. He got some wisdom from the Lord, mm -hmm. from God himself, as he was, he was asking. He was so disturbed by all the things that are going on. And he began to put a few ideas together mm -hmm. and he thought i wonder if dot 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 this could be from a snake venom and that's basic basic scientific theory you observe something yeah. you come up with a hypothesis question then you test the question mm -hmm. and that's really where we are right now we're testing the question yeah and I, don't, I don't think that i i don't know if i fully agree with the entire theory especially with the watch the water part and that's what i loved about red pill 78 is he said i don't think the, the concept of it possibly coming through the water, the distribution is actually accurate. And I think you probably agree yeah, with me, I right? I agree, absolutely. So, like, it took a different turn on watching the water as the name because Stu Peters used that. But um, it, he's there's probably a way that snake venom was linked with a virus, an actual virus. Yeah, that's what the gain of function. Uh, even even uh, Dr. Artis is saying, you know, it doesn't have to be water. Uh, that's just one way. Uh, he says it could be in the virus where you have a virus and then you put these uh, snake venom peptides on the end of that virus and use the virus to deliver it. And so there was a whole bunch of art to that, you know, uh, nanoparticles. Yeah, net wrapped in nanoparticles to help with the transportation of it. Yeah, too. it's very stable. Yeah. Was saying so, you know. Um, also, Dr. Artis started to find a lot of things online that other people drew the same conclusion, and one of them was actually a, a TV news. And so, uh, let me play that because it's not just Dr. Artis coming up with this; it was all around the world. And so, this one I thought was very interesting. Emergency use authorization for remdesivir. It states this one from January twenty-first that every practitioner who administers this to a COVID patient, pediatric or not you have to evaluate for what's called prothrombin time. Prothrombin time means if it increases the prothrombin time, it means it's taking your blood's ability to coagulate and making it longer. So it thins your blood. You can't clot. Right. You will internally bleed to death. With remdesivir, it is stated on the emergency use observation, every patient has to have its prothrombin time checked before you give it remdesivir and during treatment. Do you know what, uh, do you know what King Cobra Venom does to the blood? It makes it so that it can't clot. It makes it so it can't clot. You know what one of the evidences is? It's prothrombin time. And if you look at the CDC's website and the NIH's website on the adverse events from remdesivir called Veclarine, it actually, it actually says it increases prothrombin time, which is exactly what King Cobra Venom does to the human body. And remdesivir is lyophilized peptides, proteins of King Cobra Venom. The University of Arizona published uh, last summer a paper when they actually evaluated the blood samples and tissues of people who died, hundreds of them, from two different hospitals hmm. after being treated for COVID, which means they got what drug? Remdesivir. When they evaluated their blood, the title of their published article is so the title was, uh, Like Venom Cruising Through the Body, Researchers Identify Mechanism Driving COVID-19 mor Mortality. Welcome it, back. Why do some people seemingly perfectly healthy die from COVID and others don't? This is it's a news. question baffling experts during this pandemic. As sure as a new research from the University of Arizona suggests we're closer to getting an answer. As Team 12's Jess Winters explains, it seems to boil down to an enzyme that's also found in rattlesnake venom. What does this rattlesnake have to do with COVID-19 deaths. We turned much of my research in my lab towards COVID a year and a half ago. Chilton says he got blood samples from more than 100 patients in a New York ICU. They either had no COVID, a mild, moderate, or severe case of the virus. He did some fancy schmancy artificial intelligence in his lab and discovered two distinct patterns in the people who were dying from COVID. These patterns, number one, told us that the, the, the 
vital organs were in trouble, but the other looked as if they were being attacked by some enzyme. He says he then found the highest concentration of this enzyme that has ever been found in humans. These levels attacking internal organs means multiple organ failure and death. So where do the rattlesnakes come into play? This enzyme is a humanized version, part of the same family as the active ingredient in snake venom. In simple terms, this... Wow. So, I mean, I don't know. I saw that and I was like, wow, okay, this is amazing. Um, you know, there's a lot of correlation. So basically, as we go down this trail, we found that um, the medicines... Uh, the symptoms are, are showing it. The the cures are being forbidden, and those cures all have to do with helping rattlesnake bites. Mm. And so you're starting to see a pattern here. It's like, what is it? Now, this is a theory. I'm not necessarily saying it has to be, but it's sure starting to point that way. Right. Right, and we we want to encourage people to think for themselves and not to be afraid to ask questions and then come up with some hypotheses and and we also want to encourage you not to get bullied out of your desire to research and find out some answers. There was a little bit of a nefarious part, kind of a dark um, piece of the history of his research that also, I think, alerted Dr. Artis that there might be something not good going on. There, there was a researcher at the University of Pittsburgh who was about to come out as a whistleblower. Oh, yeah. And uh, he had noticed and been studying for about four or five months in 2020, I believe was the time, that the spike protein was most identical to the crate snake in China and the king cobra snake mm. in China. And then something very awful happened to him. Yeah, he yeah. got shot. What was it? Like, three times in the face and seven times in the chest. Wow. Yes, he had just made an announcement that he had something very important to reveal to the public. And uh, he he got suicided. He got suicided. <laughs> well, and it wasn't it, it was a, it was a murder suicide. So the guy who right. shot him, killed him, then drove away and then killed himself. Or yeah. someone else killed him. Or someone, yeah. Right, and or and that does sound like an MK Ultra, almost like a triggering uh, mechanism. Or uh, somebody was set up, was killed to do, was paid to do a, um, a hit job on this doctor. Yeah. And Ping Lu or Lu Ping. Uh, I can't remember. It's I think it was Lu Ping. Lu Ping. You, you told yeah. me the name of He's the doctor. He's like 37. He was a young guy. He yeah. was young. And so that set, I think, set Dr. Artis also with some suspicion. But uh, the problem is, who do we trust? Mm -hmm. And so we really, I know he even mentioned that he might be on the the pharmaceutical company's hit list right now. Right. Which yeah. uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but, but he said that um, it was... Uh, not Dr. Zelenko. Dr. Zelenko mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, you're number one on their hit yeah. list that silence you. So, so uh, but, you know, there's a lot of money involved in this. And so it, it doesn't, I don't put it past them. Yeah. You know, it's really. Well, and let's say that the COVID narrative is, has a nefarious um, background. So what we see is it's interfered with voter voter um, integrity. Right. In that the voter registration and, and by the way, it's going out in mid-May in California, uh, has the least amount of oversight that it's ever had. Uh, it also keeps people away from each other. Americans are amazing at being able to solve problems. And when you're isolated, when you're living in fear, when you're told don't get together, and you also have historically trusted the government and they've told you a narrative, uh, you want to do the right thing. You know, we basically are, are law-abiding citizens. And we thought in the beginning, you know, give it two weeks to flatten the curve that we were doing the right thing. So the COVID narrative has some very deep, dark opportunities mm -hmm. for uh, evil. Well, I, I think it comes down to the fact that if you can't sue a, a company who's putting forth a product that kills people, then you, you basically have protected them from any, any harm. And they don't, that's, what, that's what keeps companies from doing evil is that they can be criminalized, right? They, they're criminalized for it. And it's the, the, the biggest thing that a lot of people don't know is that Pfizer paid out the largest criminal fraud case in human history. 
They paid out the most money for criminally defrauding the public on some of their products. And then the, now you go back again to Open Vares. Do you know Open Vares now has 2 million adverse reactions reported? Open Vares. 2 million wow. adverse reactions from the vaccines and now tw almost 27,000 uh, deaths linked to, to, to these experimental jabs, these experimental injections. Oh, so tragic. And, and you know, do you know back in the day when 30 people got di died from an unexplained deaths, they'd take a product off the market? 30 people. We have 2 yeah. million. And, yeah. and they're so still happy. pushing it. And then today I was even looking on Facebook, like the county public health of Santa Cruz County is pushing mothers to, take, to get the vaccine because it might help their baby. It, it may or might help their baby if they get the vaccination while they're pregnant, uh, which has no science behind it at all. No, yeah. no long-term studies. That is a sham, and that is just a shame. Yeah, people that, need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid on that. It, man, you, 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 well, you have no long-term studies, but it may help your baby, but you can't prove that. Well, there's an kill, infanticide, isn't it? Right, you might, I mean, you might kill and deform your baby, too. But we don't know that because there's no long-term studies on these no experiments. Studies. Yeah, right. That that is um, that's that's totally a responsibility, and it, uh, one of the side effects is uh, is miscarriage. So right. uh, of taking these bears, uh, so there's a high risk for pregnant moms. And people, are, if you're not asking questions by now, you are your head is deeply under the sand. If you're not asking questions and saying, this doesn't seem right, they're not telling us the entire truth, there's too much evidence on the opposite side that something's wrong with these shots, there's some sort of pandemic that's taking place, and all you have to do to figure that out is go to the World Economic Forum and go look at their mass amount of articles that they have pr produced over the last 50 years preparing to use COVID-19 to fundamentally change society globally. Yeah. They, 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 they're not even hiding it. They plan to do it. They've been planning it for years to use a virus to change society. And then we find out that this virus, even though it was deadly, it's still like the majority of the false, the majority of those um, cases were false positive. 97% of the cases are false positive using the PCR test. Yeah, but they got fear running everywhere. Right. And you know what? I just want to say that uh, oh, phone lines are open and uh, KSCO, the number is 479-1080. If you have a comment or question, please call in. We'd yeah. appreciate that. We love it to talk and debate and discuss and yeah. analyze. And you know what? We can be wrong and that's okay. We're not going right. to be shamed if we're wrong and you're not going to be shamed if you're wrong. This is how debate in America is supposed to go is a discussion where we, we reason together and we come up with and the, and the truth rises to the top. Yeah. Absolutely. Not silencing people who have a difference of opinion. Now, yeah. now, Dr. Artis didn't just come up with an idea and he's just talking about it. He put some feet to it and said, hey, if this is the case, what are the things that fight rattlesnake or venom poisoning? Right. And what he found was, you know, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and he went down the whole list. But one of them was nicotine. Wow. And in nicotine, oh yeah, and, and how he found that, besides it being on a list, was that we have these nicotine receptor... Set, I don't know. It's a big word. Yeah. Anyway, there's a sound clip for that. There's a part of your brain that has but, a ni nicotine receptors. And it controls your breathing. Right. And that's why people were having a hard time breathing and oxygen levels were getting low and he's starting to put things together. So he thought, you know what? Well, let me just have... Well, he thought that if people who were smokers would probably get sick worse and die the most, right? Well, right. the that's CDC he, said that. But the, the statistics CDC said this did not reflect that. That also was a red flag for him when the CDC said, oh, the smokers are most vulnerable. But then he found research papers that, that showed that smokers were actually one of the, the lowest. Less than uh, 5% worldwide. Hospitalized what? group. Less yeah. than 5%? Worldwide. Worldwide. Smokers. Yes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, play that. So, yeah, let me play this. Now, this is off of uh, Red Pill 78's interview, so this is a yes, different interview. Yes, and we are not encouraging you to start smoking. Yes, no, and we're not. He isn't it's not either. good for you. He, what about um, the, uh, uh, you had talked about the, the nicotinic receptors, the fact that the snake venom uh, binds to those receptors in people who uh, are vaping or smoking. You know, they're obviously the nicotine is binded to those centers. Is nicotine a treatment for snake bites like have they used that because I, I i i i'm wondering if there's a correlation outside of this yeah so um what i was learning when the doc when the researchers in france april 2020 published their findings 
that the actual spike protein is most identical to two neurotoxins in crate and cobra venom. They actually said in their research study, these two neurotoxins attack what are called nicotinic acetylcholine receptors in your brainstem. And when those venoms attach to those, it actually paralyzes the patient's ability to breathe. That's how the snake kills the prey, suppresses their diaphragm's ability to actually contract to draw in air. What does that sound like? Sounds like COVID. You can't breathe, your oxygen levels drop. Well, these researchers, the whole article was about, we've made an observation worldwide that less than 5% of all hospitalized patients in the world from COVID are actually smokers. And after they discovered this information in April, that it was the spike protein was most identical to two neurotoxins found in venom of snakes that attack to nicotine acetylcholine receptors, their hypothesis was, we need to start setting up studies all over the world and see why it is that smokers are the least hospitalized for COVID-19. They actually said, these observations clinically should have been reversed, we believe. There should have been 95% of the hospitals are full of smokers. They're putting crap in their lungs, supposedly, that hurts the lung lining and lung tissue. Right. You would think they would be, as they surmised, you would think that smokers, if this is a deadly respiratory virus, it, it would be damaging to them the most, and it wasn't. What's amazing is, is no one did those studies the very next month when these people are reporting this in the news or in their research publications, our federal government said, there's no better time for all Americans to quit smoking than now. <laughs> and then they lied to all of you and said, smoking increases your risk of being hospitalized and dying from COVID. And that isn't true. They lied to you. Now, now he goes on. I don't want to just play yeah, the yeah. sound clip all night. So what he goes on is say, I'm not supporting smoking. Chewing gum. And he says, take the gum. And he says, for the last four months, he says, anybody I know that's done the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin after two weeks and they have not seen any progress, go to the uh, pharmacy, get the nicotine the, the nicotine gum. gum um, or the patch, and he says within a day, almost everybody loses all those symptoms that they've had for like a month or, mm -hmm. or several weeks, even as quick as 10 minutes. He says he's, he, wow. he gets about 10 emails a day, people going, oh my gosh, it works. I took this and it wow. went away within an hour. I'm wondering if you even need a, if it's an over-the-counter med or whether you need a, a prescription for that. I'll have to look that up. For what? For nicotine. No, you don't, no. No, you don't need it. Or for it's over the counter. It's like seven milligrams or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking about putting that in my arsenal. So, <laughs> uh, with everything else. Well, why not? Yeah. You know, one of the things that really concerns me is that those, those people we trust the most are difficult to know whether they're trustworthy anymore. And uh, even with the VAERS numbers, you wonder what number is going to be enough to begin investigating and to say, you know what, these are not, the risks are not worth the benefits. It's always a benefit worth as, versus risks. And a study just came out about the primary, actually it's a year old, excuse me on the, it just came out. It didn't come out uh, recently, but it was given on primary care doctors about whether they would recommend the, um, the vaccination or not, whether they thought it was safe and effective and whether they thought it worked. And 10% uh, 10, 10 of physicians said they didn't agree that COVID vaccines were, first of all, safe. Another 9.3% said they didn't think they were effective. So that's 19% of, of primary physicians mm. that were surveyed. Wow. And another 8.3% um, said that they didn't think they were important, that they, they didn't, shouldn't even be on the, the, um, the, on the, that which would be fighting COVID. Well, so so that's irrelevant, a, basically, to fighting COVID. Right. It yeah. was irrelevant. So up to, like, what, 30% then? That's pretty close. It's yeah. about 26, 27%. Wow. And so when, when that, that's like a quarter, a little over a quarter of primary physicians, physicians yeah. that were represented in America. Uh, it was a Texas study. And, and yet we're not, we're not really following the recommendations. Yeah. When, when you have that much of the doctors in America saying something, we need to start listening. Okay, so now let me just say this, guys. So 
it kind of gets to a place where you're like, wow, is there any hope for this situation? And, and, and I am completely hopeful because I really believe that we're supposed to be waking people up to use their brains. I think we should take some calls and discuss this with people. But I, I really believe that there's some hope in here um, that God is on the move, waking people up, opening people's eyes to what's really going on and helping people to start using their brains and not just sit around, eat chips, watch football, watch the, re, you know, watch the reruns and, and just veg out and not actually go, hey, something's going on here. Use your brain. Do some research. Yes, yeah. we've got we've got a caller on our line right okay, now. Okay, caller, yeah. And it is uh, Judith, and Judith from Santa Cruz. You're live on KSCO. Welcome, Judith. Thank God for you guys and KSCO. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, really, Thank you. this this show tonight is dynamite. You guys have set, you kind of set the foundation over the weeks to be able to even say the word MK Ultra. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, I'm just so glad. Anyway, yep. uh, I'm going to have to listen to this again because you guys are putting out such information that I can't keep up with it and make dinner. <laughs> wow. Well, and we, have, <laughs> we have a website that, that has yeah. all of our uh, show notes also. It, we don't just come up with it on our own. <laughs> there are many researchers Wake that we honor. WakeTheBearRadio.com. WakeTheBearRadio.com. You can listen to all the old shows. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I, you know. I got the information the night it came out from all people on social media they just sent it to me and go so the first night i believed it was true the next day i saw more rational stuff and then um heard that you know it was going around and well there was one concern that i had that i didn't i wasn't going to talk about but <sighs> did you guys listen to the interview with artists and patriots the patriot street Patriot street fighter yeah i did yeah did, did the artists say stuff about trump being run by the black pope and yeah, like he that. did. He did. He he has a hypothesis, which he is concerned that he can't believe that Trump is still pushing the vaccine. That blood is on his hands if he's pushing this vaccine, and he's either really poorly informed or he is part of it. And so that's a big that's a big scare for obviously those of us who support you know Trump. You know, who's really? Poor, I think it's I think it's one of them is really poorly informed and part of it. And that could be Doctor Artis. I'm just saying it could be. Yes, that's true. And because, I mean, he is no longer a chiropractor, but he, I understand he sold his business. Maybe he had to sell his business to do the, quote, research. Hmm. But it is so terrifying. I was trying to figure out, what am I going to do, call my daughter in Indiana and say, oh, don't drink the water. She doesn't even believe in this stuff right now, you right. know? I mean, it was so horrifying to consider that this could be true. And then I realized, well, there's not enough. The, it wouldn't be in the water because, anyway, yeah, I, got, you know, I came down to reality. Yes. But the reality is... And this is why I looked up this subject, and there was all kinds of stuff on it when I just searched this subject, which is related to the subject we're talking about. And I hope you don't forget what you were going to say, but anyway, Carrie Madej. Yeah, Dr. Carrie Madej. She has a thing on Polit PolitiFact. Uh-huh. And the sentence is just simple. It says, COVID-19 vaccines contain <clears throat> RNA modifying transhumanism nanotechnology. And I don't know exactly what RNA means, but I bet you guys do. And, I mean, they're trying to turn us into cyborgs. That's, that's what I've been telling people that for a long time. And the best site to go to on that is a technology site. It's so easy. It's just allreligionsareone.org. And it has the whole ball of wax about, you know, the Silicon Valley transhumanism crap and i don't want to go anymore than that yeah we're going to actually probably do a show on that uh oh good good uh, just uh, dedicated to that yeah well I mean, it's, it's beyond it's not yeah. just one show it's a whole series of shows <laughs> forever because yeah because it's been we been we are going to win this battle the lord is on our side that's right and you know even oh here's a good thing there's i don't know if you have time for me to hear it say this go for it real quick oh, yeah well it's called a um it's a future device it's a looking glass it's called a looking glass mm-hmm and the Navy developed it, and they tried to, so it's called, I forget it. So it's Project Looking Glass. Looking glass. Thank yeah. you, yes, yes, yes. And I used to be a part of the group, and um, Bill Brockbrader was this man that um, was a whistleblower. Anyway, he was in charge of the looking, he was a whistleblower. He refused to bomb a, a town in Iraq, and he bombed a, a mountain instead, and of course he spent time in prison. But he got out, and he went, and he's on the front now. Yeah. But he he was in charge of looking glass because he was such a genius they put him in and he gave an interview with carrie cassidy 
And he says that they, they couldn't find any way to make it come out negative. So the, the positive timeline was going to come out no matter what they did to change timelines. And this was like 30 years ago. So yep. everybody have hope. Hope, hope, hope. There Thank you so much. Thank hope. you so much. Hey, just real quick on the, the water part. I know that uh, Stu Peters, he, he really emphasized the water. Actually, Dr. Artis is very, very open good. to saying it doesn't have to be the water at all. It could be. That's true. You guys want Stu another? Peters? Who is Stu Peters? Uh, he was the one that actually came up. I know who he is, but he just all of a sudden appeared in the last six months, I'm saying. Yeah. I watch him a lot, but I'm saying he's kind of a person that wasn't around before either. So yeah. I always get suspicious. We gotta, we're running out of time. We're down to like two minutes. So thanks, Thank Judith, you. for calling Thank in. You. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. great call. What Thank I would you. what I would say is the guy you need to look into is Yuval Noah Harari, who's part of the World Economic Forum. He's basically the closest thing to the false prophet in the in the old in the New Testament that I've ever heard of. And he is pushing all the transhumanism and the hacking of the human brain. We're gonna talk a bunch about that later, but why don't you finish up on the snake, you know, in Numbers 21 and the foreshadows and things like that? Well, I think one of the key things that we need to remember is that the Bible does it very clear that that, that's, that that Jesus crushed the head of the serpent. That in the Bible, it's, when it talks about, in, in, you know, the, the serpent will be destroyed, it'll be cast down. He's already been cast down. Um, and the, you know, the Numbers 22 story, I mean, the Bible says that the, the Old Testament is there for us to teach us lessons. And the people of Israel were complaining, they were grumbling against God, and then they were, um, they were bitten by serpents in the, in the desert. The God, basically, God pulled back his protection, which, Chris, we talked about this. He pulled back his protection for a period of time because the snakes were already there, but they were getting bitten. And, and there's a lot of times where uh, there's this phrase, the, the word of the Lord comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. And when you read the Bible, it really speaks to you. It really says, okay, where am I that I'm, I'm like, I'm worshiping false things instead of God. And it, it afflicts my comfortability or my, or my grumpy heart or things that are wrong in my spirit. And it also comforts me when I'm being afflicted by the enemy. And I, that story kind of really kind of says that for me is that they were really just off and in, 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 in numbers and, they then turned their hearts back to God. They looked at this, looked upon the serpent that was the their ailment, and they were healed. So I do think that us point. I think this is kind of a prophetic word here. Looking upon the ailment, yeah. So then in the New Testament, it actually says, and I'll wrap this up. In Matthew, it actually says that Jesus, as Jesus was lifted up, as the serpent was lifted up in the desert, so all men will be healed by by Jesus who was lifted up on the cross. So if you look upon Jesus and you say, this is he took my sin, you will be saved. Yeah. So, and, and that we're, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. We need Jesus to heal us, to, separate, to, 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 uh, to empower us against the affliction of the enemy, to crush the enemy in our lives, and we need to turn back to him. And, that, and that's what the gospel says, is that God did it all already for you in Jesus. Absolutely. And, you know, also, you know, those, those bites back then, it was a miracle that they were saved mm -hmm. and they were healed. They were healed. God can heal then. He right. can heal now. And there's a, a big movement of people. That, that's what salvation signs means. And wonders Healing, sozo means to heal, to deliver, to, to, save. to save. So the yeah. whole person. The whole person. Not just uh, the future. Yeah. God is on the move. And uh, if, this has been yeah. Wait Amen. Radio. Thanks for joining us tonight. SEO. 1080 on your God AM. bless you guys. Have a great week. KSCO Santa Cruz.